I'm extremely impressed with you. And it's not just a profession, but it's just that you're you're pursuing your dreams mm-hmm. and and you're being creative and and and, and innovative and in what you're doing. And I feel that you're already a role model for many, many young ladies because of that, because we teach our young ladies to follow your dreams, follow your passion. Hello, Baseline Talk audience. Today we have a very special guest, professional, classy. You know, I'm a little bit nervous, Corey, because she's she's so professional and she's so articulate that, you know, I I became a little nervous. So um, we have Isis, young Isis. I just want you to introduce yourself and just kind of tell us your profession and just kind of let us know the, the direction that you're going in right now with your profession. Mm, yeah, I got you. First, thank you for having me on, Corey and Damien. So good to see you guys. Corey, it's good to see you again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Ice. Um, I play professional basketball. I just finished my second season overseas. First year I was in Greece. Second year I was in Australia, um, in Tasmania. I loved it. Um, both years I was on an island near the water. I'm totally a beach girl, hence the blonde hair. So I had a fantastic time overseas. Um, I also work as a television color commentator for uh, college basketball and WNBA. So I've worked for ESPN, NBC, CBS Sports, just calling college basketball games across the country. Um, it's also one of my favorite things to do and just analyzing the game of basketball, educating others on the game of basketball, um, and then just following others in their stories. Like I think college is such a prime time for everyone. And so when you catch someone playing at the peak of their basketball career and then also still growing in the years of 18 to 22, 23, it's awesome. It's an awesome experience to witness. So I love calling games. Um, and the last thing that I just started, which I'm so excited about, is my media business. So I have a sports media company called Your World Media, in which I provide media training for athletes. So high school, college, and professional athletes, I provide media training too on how to interact with the media, how to handle live interviews, social media management, marketing themselves for opportunities. Um, And then I also do a little bit of broadcast coaching. So on the other side, for aspiring broadcasters or broadcasters that are in the business that kind of want more feedback, um, just want to get better at their craft, I also provide some one-on-one coaching. So that's my newest endeavor um, that I love that I'm excited about. But pretty much everything that I do involves basketball and talking about basketball, which I love. Isis, uh, as, 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 as Swift said, uh, you're very, very articulate. Uh, what, is, what is your educational background? Yeah, thank you. Um, one, honestly, I'm articulate because of my parents. Uh, my mm-hmm. dad was an attorney. Um, they are both business owners, have owned several businesses over the years. Um, but my parents just always stressed the importance of making sure that I could be articulate, making sure that I could articulate my thoughts and feelings in a respectful way, but also stand up for myself. Um, So my educational background is extensive. I earned two master's degrees while I was in college. I have a master's degree from Syracuse in broadcast and digital journalism um, from the Newhouse School. Um, And then I have a master's degree in media management from Fordham's Business School. So I do have a lot of schooling. I spent seven years in college basketball because of a couple of injuries um, and just transfer portal and things like that. But the reason I am articulate and I speak the way I do is because of my parents, because I learned at a very young age that um, huh and can't weren't things that were said in our household. Um, my parents are very strict about that, even to this day, um, but they don't have to necessarily call me on it anymore. But 
I just come from a household that believes in making sure that when you represent yourself and the way that you speak, that you speak correctly. Um, and so I, I give that to them. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, uh, the reason that, um, you know, uh, we're actually pretty lucky because Walter, uh, it was like Walter Welsh. Yeah. Coach Walt. It's literally yes, like, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> he was her. Yeah, I call him my godfather of basketball. Like, if it wasn't for Coach Walt, uh, I don't know where I would be, but it, it just it wouldn't be where I am. He's he's amazing. He's awesome. Yes, Walter is a a a, a basketball coaching figure in the mm -hmm. New York, New Jersey area, mm -hmm. uh, responsible uh, for um, being a part of the development of many young ladies like yourself. Um, I think, including uh, Aaliyah Boston. Mm, absolutely. Uh, you know, so several, several young ladies, uh, you know, he got a chance to uh, work with. So he reached out to us and uh, we were lucky that, you know, he, he kind of, you know, gave us the introduction to uh, invite you to the to the podcast. And uh, little did I know at the time, uh, we actually inadvertently crossed paths the weekend before because yeah. you were in town, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I was in Dallas. Yep, I met you guys in Dallas um, at the Pro Skills event, the Earn Not Given event, um, which was awesome. It had been a while since I had been at an AAU basketball tournament. Um, just with everything new that's going on, like the different circuits and Adidas and Nike and New Balance, like these things didn't really exist when I was playing. It was kind of like Nike Nationals and Peach Jam and Boo Williams, and those were like the big tournaments. Um, right. So it was really cool to be able to be – on the ground again, just seeing grassroots basketball in that way. Um, and, and not much has changed. It's still just as competitive, just as fierce. Right. Isis, I have a question. Actually, I got a lot of questions, but <laughs> my first question is, um, when did you decide that you were going to be a broadcaster? Like, when, when did that actually occur? Great question. Uh, it was my senior year at Syracuse. Um, so I first attended the University of Florida. I was there for two years, then transferred to Syracuse. Um, so within like my junior year, when I got there, I was redshirting, kind of figuring it out. I was finishing like a communications degree. Um, and I just knew I wanted to go into public speaking. I just knew that I like to speak. I'm good at public speaking. It doesn't really scare me like it scares other people. Um, and so my idea was that I was going to be like a spokesperson for a big company. Like I was going to be Coca-Cola spokesperson that would go around the country and the world giving speeches and selling things. That's kind of what I was going to do. Um, and then I got there. My academic advisor had mentioned that they have, you know, Newhouse, um, which is, and I'm not saying this because I graduated from there, but it is the number one broadcast school in the country at Syracuse. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, if you want to go into sports broadcasting and you want to talk for a living, you can talk about sports. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'll think about it. So I thought about it. I started watching games and just paying attention to the broadcasters. And I was like, okay, this seems really cool. Um, and the first thing I did was created my own show, The Icebox. Um, mm -hmm. I literally created it like in my apartment room with my boyfriend at the time. Um, we just kind of brainstorming different things and we came up with that. And then I interviewed one of my teammates. Um, I sat down, I got, you know, a freshman from Newhouse to like record the interview for me and edit it for me because I had no background in it. Um, and I just researched like how to ask questions, what to do. And so I recorded it and I took it to the director of Newhouse Sports to get some feedback from her. And her feedback was like, you need a lot of work, but you can do this. Like you seem like you're lighting up on camera and you've never even done it. Um, and I just remember getting out of the meeting with her and I was like, I, this is it. Like, this is it for me. This is hundred percent my calling. Like, this is my purpose. Like God has put this in me. Um, but it's just, it, I just naturally love it. And it, it makes me glow. I feel like inside. Cause I just, I love to be on camera and I love to talk about people and their stories. 
I'm good. I can I can hear your, your uh, enthusiasm <laughs> for, for broadcasting and your voice. I can see I it on your it. face <laughs> and everything. Um, how how does uh, how does your your services translate to our space, which is working with youth girls basketball? Oh yes. Um, honestly, I'm going to be really direct with you. Uh, my goal is to empower young athletes to be confident in the spotlight. Um, but especially young black athletes. I think too many times we're young and we make mistakes and we don't necessarily have the guidance and we can't articulate ourselves correctly and we don't learn to do so. And therefore we're put in a light in the media too young that is not a positive light. Um, and so, like I said, I think my parents that they made sure that I was articulate from a young age, um, but I, I kind of really just want to transcend and put that into young athletes. So that's the reason I do the media training. That's the reason I do the social media management, because we know that social media is prevalent right now. Everything lives on social media. Um, so it's important for young athletes to be able to build their brand on social media and figure out what their brand is um, and then be able to market themselves for different opportunities. Um, so it, it's really a passion of mine because it's me like I'm teaching younger ISISs to be strong in front of the camera, like to be confident, to tell their stories and how to tell their stories. Um, and I'm telling them that because I understand the power of like basketball and where it can take you. I have been across the world, across the country. I've been on TV because of a game that I played really well. And so I think I understand for them what's at stake. And I just want to make sure that they can maximize the opportunities that they have now. Um, at now at 16, 17 years old, you can get the bag. Like I come from South Jersey, which is near... Uh, which is where Duan Wagner is from. So right now, like just signed a deal for Nike, one of the best kids that's getting ready to go and, uh, and play in college and already has a hundred thousand, half a million dollars, like at his feet because of his ability to play. My question though, would be for Duan, like, do you know how to handle yourself in front of the spotlight though? Are you managing yourself well on social media so that you can maximize on these opportunities so young, but also keep them for the next five, 10, however many years you want to play the sport. So that's why I created the program so that young people who look like me, can maximize themselves early. Well, I, I have a question because, you know, you have people like me who's a, who would be a challenge. You know, I'm talking about articulate because I'm, I'm still kind of insecure when I'm speaking and talking to people. But um, can you kind of determine, like, when you hear a country person like me that kind of saying, huh, and stuttering from time to time. Can you be like, oh, he's going to be a piece of work. He's going to take him <laughs> two years to, to articulate what he's trying to say. Right, right. Or, 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 I mean, can you gauge it? Because, you know, it seems like I'm a long way off. No, I, I think like anything else, you gauge it, right? You get an idea of, you know, think about it, how you analyze somebody's game. You can tell in about five minutes whether someone is a good player, an okay player, or a bad player, what they need work on and what they don't need work on. And so I think the great thing about media training and what I tell people, and this is really how I sell it honestly, is it's an everyday thing. The skills that I teach, you can practice every day in every conversation. That is the reason I speak well, not because I practice them only on camera, but I practice them while I'm talking to my grandmother, my friends, and then on TV. So I can definitely gauge, but I think the important thing is understanding people's stories and what they want to talk about. Like if I can train you to talk about basketball and DFW elite and what you really want to talk about in a positive way, if I can train you to do that, then that's my job. You don't have to become me where you don't say like or um or stutter because that's not genuine, right? The most right. authentic people that we love on TV are authentic and genuine. Right. The reason like inside the NBA exists because Shaq and Charles and Kenny are genuine, right? They don't speak well, honestly. If you listen to Shaq, like, uh, I mean, like, listen to Shaq's lines or his commercials, you know? 
but we listen to them because they're genuine and because they're confident mm-hmm. in themselves. So you are not yeah. far off, but that's also how I look at these kids is like, my job is, okay, what are you starting off with? What stories do you want to tell? How are you confident about yourself? And then how can I give you the tools to be more confident and just more articulate? But you don't have to be me. My goal is not to turn everyone into a broadcaster ISIS. No, my goal right, is to turn everyone right. into an athlete that can handle the spotlight. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's a good answer. Yeah, that really is. Makes me feel much more right, comfortable. Right, right, because I'm this country this country going to ever get. Because <laughs> I got a lot of y'alls and huns. They just sound like big words to me. Huh? Y'all. Yeah. Now, one, of, one of my favorite broadcasters is Carolyn Peck, who has the Southern draw, and we love it. We love listening to Southern talk. Like, it's a, it's a nice cadence. So, no, you guys are good. <laughs> well, good. So, hey, Isis, um, there are a lot of teams, uh, programs, uh, youth sports in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Actually, in, in, in Texas, it's just like youth sports on, on overload. Um, your services can be done r- r- remotely, um, correct? Yes. And, and uh, how, how does that work? And uh, how would these, these clubs or parents or um, individual teams, uh, you know, get more familiar with, you know, your services? Yeah, Damian, great question. Um, so like I said, my business is called Your World Media. So our email is enterprises.yourworld at gmail.com. Um, so just emailing me is simple and easy to find. I'm also on Twitter at iceyoung23, which is simple. So I take obviously emails and DMs, but um, the group training is what I love. Uh, the biggest feedback that I've gotten from a college team I did this media training with was that it was fun. Like they actually enjoyed the act of doing live media training and mock interviews. So the way the program works is the first part of the program is PowerPoint based. It's information that I have collected and put together based on my experiences, other friends' experiences, and others in the industry. I made sure to do my research and get a kind of a a round of like, okay, I've gotten coaches giving feedback, I've got players giving feedback, and I have media people that are giving me feedback. So I create the program from half of an a half of a perspective of I'm a media person and I'm educating these athletes on what the media is trying to get out of you. And the other half of an athlete saying, this is what the media is trying to get out of you. Now I'm going to teach you what to give the media so that they can walk away and you come away in a good lighting. Does that make sense? Yes. yes and yes. so that's the first half of the curriculum is kind of those, those areas like live interviews, social media management, um, marketing yourself for opportunities, responding to negative media. One of my favorite things to talk about is when someone spews negativity at you, whether it's social media or in person, how you can change the narrative, so to speak, and control the narrative as a young person. Um, and then the other half of the curriculum is a mock interview practice, which is the fun part, which is where I kind of draft a list of questions. Players get to pick the questions they want to be asked. Um, they'll get in groups and groups of three. And so one person will have the camera, one person will have the phone, one person will be interviewing and they'll kind of talk amongst themselves. So they interview each other first because it, le- it it takes away the pressure from me getting up there with a mic as a real, like, you know, professional and interviewing them. And then once they get the hang of it that way, I go around and I give feedback. So if we were doing it virtually, I would assign them to breakout rooms on zoom. And then I would pop in a breakout room. Okay. Let me hear two of you do an interview great. This would be my feedback. One, shoulder straight. Two, take a breath before you talk. Three, slow down because we all need work on slowing down. So I kind of give that real-time feedback and then they get to practice a new slate of questions to apply the feedback. So that's the most important thing for me is that they're not walking away with just PowerPoint information and taking notes like they're in high school and they're in class. No, this is an interactive class where you're going to do the interview, you're going to get feedback and you get a chance to do it again. And then at the end, I always ask anyone if they feel comfortable in, in the questions and that they want to be on camera. I'll interview you. 
And so I do a couple of one-on-one interviews at the end. I make sure to record them so they have the tape and the feedback. And one feedback that I've gotten as well is this is a really cool tool to send to college coaches. You know, obviously college coaches are recruiting them because of their athletic ability, but it's really awesome when college coaches also understand that the player they're recruiting is also articulate. They also have a brain behind their basketball brain. And that's what I like to, that's what I like to empower these students with. Well, I just want to brag on ISIS a little bit to our audience. I want them to just really make sure who they're listening to this, this future star right here. You know, ISIS, you've done, you've worked with the ACC network, right? As a reporter, sideline. Okay. Yep, I have. Uh, color commentator for Connecticut Sun. I have. Okay, she's done that. And also, you say ABC? I worked for the biggest thing I've done so far in my career is I have been a sideline reporter for NBC's first ever women's college basketball game. That was last year. It featured Notre Dame and Cal. Um, the coolest thing about that experience, Corey and Damien, is that the game was called by three black females. It was nice. myself, LaChina Robinson, and Zora Stevenson. And so first ever game on NBC, first ever women's basketball college game on NBC. Um, but for that to be called by three women of color uh, is honestly like history. Um, and so that's the biggest thing and the coolest thing that I've done. Um, but I've, I've had my fair experience on TV. I, like I said, I love being on TV. I love calling games. Um, but I, I really think this new venture is more of my passion. I honestly, I think it's what God is aligning me to do, which is teach younger athletes that have opportunities that I had to really maximize them. So I take it very seriously with the utmost seriousness that I'm hopefully positively influencing their lives. Yeah, so audience, this is who you'll be learning from. You'll be learning from, I say, a future star. Corey. Yes, uh, with, without a doubt. Uh, I've uh, had a chance to research some of your some of your uh, work that's recorded on YouTube, and I'm at, I'm amazed uh, <laughs> and everything. Like we got uh, an ESPN an color analyst, a WNBA analyst, an ACC analyst, right mm -hmm. here on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, I think that it'll be a great. A tool, a service for all of the uh, any of the, the club teams mm -hmm. around here, boys mm -hmm. or girls. Uh, the high school season is up on, is coming up on us. Mm -hmm. I think high school coaches. Uh, you know, you're some. We got some of the most high profile uh, programs here in the country. Yeah. It'll be great for you to provide your services to them uh, individually. Uh, I know that uh, we've made a connection with a, a, a former college athlete and uh, hopefully that you know you guys go ahead and and uh, uh begin to work together because i think that young lady mm -hmm. is uh can benefit from your services as That's well right. uh i mean this is uh this is amazing not just uh, uh it, it includes social media management mm -hmm. you know and uh i think we all need that yeah, you know uh, we all need that so <laughs> uh I, you're right you know uh, a a star a future star whatever future you star. I mean, uh this this is uh someone who you know, it's not me teaching you. Right, you right, know. right. <laughs> this right. is a pro. It's a pro. Yeah, it's a pro teaching you. You know, so that's the great thing about it. You know, uh, we we we're lucky enough to have uh, you on as a guest. Man, and uh, I mean, she's tried, true, and tested at what she does. Yes, and ISIS. You know, I'm I'm fond of a lot of commentators. I, I love Stuart Scott. I love Bob Costas. His voice when he was doing it. Is there anyone that that you just kind of look up to and admire, you kind of spot that inspired you to do this? Mm, that's a great question. Um, I'll give you two mentors that I had the, the privilege of meeting and that are now mentors. And I'll give you someone that I didn't necessarily meet, but I always love watching her. 
Um, one, my near and dear mentor is LaChina Robinson. Um, if you don't know her name, please go and research LaChina. Um, not that LaChina is at the age where she's considered a pioneer, but she's a pioneer. Um, LaChina is a mentor that pulls as she climbs. Um, the reason I believe I can be on TV and have a business like this is because LaChina has one. Um, and so I, I continue to thank her dearly and all the time when I talk to her, like, just thank you because seeing you allowed me to see me. Um, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to give to some of these athletes. Um, the other one is Jamel Hill. I, um, not going to lie to you guys. I bum rushed Jamel Hill after nice. she gave a talk at Syracuse. <laughs> I saw her at Syracuse about three or four years ago when I was just starting to get into broadcasting and I bum rushed her as soon as she got off the stage. I told her I am an athlete here and I just, I want to get to shadow you. Like, can I shadow you? And so she said, yep. She said in a month, which was in a month was my birthday. She's like, I'm going to Miami to record highly questionable and around the horn, the ESPN shows. So she was like, if you can make your way down there, you can shadow me. So honestly, by the grace of God, my parents, my mom was able to afford the trip. And we went down as my birthday trip and I shadowed Jamel Hill. And she gave me the lay of the land. She sat with us at lunch and talked about her struggles in the business. And when you get to the point where you can say no and you have autonomy over your career um, and what it's like to be a black woman in the business. Um, and so, excuse me. So those two have been awesome to me. Um, they have just given me the idea of like, you, you see it. So now, you know, you can do it. Um, because it's very scary when you're trying to do something and you've never seen someone that looks like you do it, but I, I didn't have that experience. Um, and then the other one that I love, she's now a coach at Duke, but I loved listening to her was Carol Lawson. Mm -hmm. Um, the way Carol Lawson analyzed the basketball game was so critical yet so fair, um, that I really kind of take after her and I try to analyze the game in a very critical and fair way as well. Um, and so those were three women that I watched on TV that I studied, um, but also that I understood, okay, I can do exactly what I want to do because they're doing what I want to do. So Isis, I know you're a former Hooper and you, and you love basketball, but you've also called soccer games as well, <laughs> haven't you? I have. So, called soccer. so were you nervous or, or when you did soccer, is that, was that something different or, I mean, tell me, tell me about that experience. Yeah. Um, so this is always my fun fact. I'm glad you asked about this. But my fun fact is that my brother plays professional soccer in Germany. Um, and I played I played high school soccer until I was about a junior. And my sister also played college soccer. So I honestly really come from a soccer family. Like neither of my parents played. They were basketball players and they did other sports. But somehow two out of the three kids picked soccer. And I just stuck with basketball, the best sport in the world. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I grew up with a good understanding of soccer. Um, I oh played competitively gosh. until I was about a freshman in high school. Um, but I, I agree with you in calling it at, at the collegiate level, especially in the ACC, I had to make sure that was my P's and my Q's. I called my brother before the game and was like, hey, listen, these are the terms in which I plan to use. This is the terminology in which I know. Is there anything that sounds dumb? Is there anything that I need to kind of elevate on? Um, and he let me know. He walked me through, like, instead of saying this, I would say this. Don't say sideline, <laughs> say touchline, like these different things. So um, I think having him in my back pocket and always watching his games, I'm constantly like, analyzing the game um, because it's my brother, because I'm locked in, and he's a goal scorer, and so I watch. Um, so that's like, that's like my pride and my joy is watching my brother play professional soccer. Um, one thing that I had the opportunity to do when I, when I was playing professionally in Greece. Um, but that's kind of my background on why I call soccer games too. Okay, last question for me. Um, yeah. Would you consider yourself an a extrovert or an introvert? Oh, I'm 1,000% an extrovert. 1,000%. Okay, my, yeah. so my question is, is it much easier for those type of people to, to, to do broadcasting than it is for, for an introvert? 
You know, I would say, um, I, I would say within my experience with the industry, probably about 70% of the people that I have met are extroverts um, or come across as extroverts in our space. But again, because they're on TV and they're holding an audience, uh, it would not surprise me to see that one of the brightest stars that we have on TV all the time, when they're not on TV, they're completely an introvert. Um, because the energy that it takes to hold an audience and to capture an audience and to constantly be a people person is required in this business is a lot of energy. Um, so I'd be lying to you if I tell you I have my days where my phone is on do not disturb, the laptop is closed, and I'm doing nothing besides watching Law & Order SVU. Because I'm like, I need the break because I'm constantly an extrovert. And in this business, you're constantly around people and you're working with people. So um, your social battery does get low, um, but I am for sure positive that there are several introverts that we see every day on TV. And you just wouldn't think it because that's their job. And then when they're off the clock, they're an introvert. Does it take a skill to um, say you're in a bad mood or you just had an argument with your mom or dad or whatever, and you have to go on like in an hour? Does that take a skill? Does it take a training to be able to transfer your personality from I'm pissed off to now I'm talking to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Um, I think just how we have pregame songs that I listen to when I'm overseas. I'm like, all right, I got a game. This is my pregame song and I'm getting my flow. I have the same for broadcasting. Um, Superstar by Usher is my pregame song. I don't know why, but I, I sing it and I kind of belt it out. And after I finish, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to be me. Um, but 100%, I, I think, one thing that Jamel Hill really taught me was um, the best people on TV are the same people when they're not on TV. Um, there is no change. They do not waver. They speak the same. They are the same. You get their natu natural, authentic selves. And so I have just tried to model myself after that and say, whether you're on a podcast with me or you're sitting at a tiki bar with me or you're watching a game or you're watching me call a game, you're going to get the same ISIS. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that I really modeled after her. But it it's definitely hard. I think sometimes the media um, forgets that, you know, we forget that athletes are people too. And sometimes we forget that also media people are are people too, right? That we step outside of our jobs. And so I, I've kind of learned to train myself in that way. Um, but without without Superstar, I don't know where I would be before some of my games. That, that gets me into my group. Well, good, good. I know um, you got a chance to, um, to speak with uh, – uh, the, what's the guard name at DeSoto? Uh, rising sophomore. Uh, DeSouz? Yeah. Ryan. 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 Yes, yeah, yes, Ryan DeSouz. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was that interview with her? Oh, it was awesome. Um, Ryan is a gem. Um, first, honestly, though, shout out to Ryan and her parents. Um, you, you can tell a lot by an athlete sometimes in their trajectory by how involved their parents are. Um, and Ryan's parents were even, and she was hurt during that tournament. But right there, cheering the team on, her dad wanting her to get the media training, understanding the importance of it. Her mother then came along and I met her. Um, so I understood quickly, I think, the background of Ryan because of the support of her parents, because that's how my parents were. They were everywhere all the time with me. You didn't see ISIS without Dennis and Denise. Um, so it was awesome to meet Ryan. Okay. Um, she's very well-spoken. Um, and she did a great job just being articulate. Um, one thing I liked about Ryan is she wanted to be asked questions that were not planned. And so I like that. She wanted to challenge herself to see how articulate she really could be in a moment's notice. Um, and she did a very great job. Well, that's, that's, that's very good. Uh, I know there was another young lady and I guess where I'm going with this is, um, 
what uh, uh, what resources do you have? Uh, I know you have a YouTube channel. Uh, uh, do you have a website? Uh, what are your Instagram or social media handles? We want to make sure that everybody has what they need to, you know, look at some of your work and reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, I'm most active on my Twitter, which is IceYoung23. Um, on there, I have pinned Your World Media and the different um, services that we provide. Um, I am on Instagram, but at this time, my Instagram is suspended. Why, I don't know. I think I've just been caught by the algorithm that has been going through everyone's basically Instagram accounts, and so I'm working on getting them back. Um, but Twitter is the way in which everyone can find me, find a little bit of information about the business, see some of my work. Uh, my YouTube channel is under my name. I think it's Isis Young. Um, and I don't use that as much as I should right now, but I think once I collect more videos and start to do more work one-on-one -on -one and with groups, um, I'll start to use that. Um, but yeah, Twitter is, is easy where you can find me. It's just ICM23. Okay, well, that's that's great. We want to make sure that we, uh, uh, you know, write down in our description, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have those uh, uh, those social media handles in your YouTube, uh, you know, so that uh, the parents here and the teams and coaches and et cetera can reach out to you. I do think that this uh, service is extremely, would be extremely beneficial to a lot of kids, uh, not just in this area, but all over the country, you know, with social media management and media training, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a training, it's a skill that you need probably just as much as uh, right. basketball training right. or, exactly. or, or, or football or whatever sport that you're in, you need this training as, as well. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything that you would like to uh, leave ISIS with our listeners? Mm, yeah, um, one, I wanna shout out you all. Um, what you're doing in this space, in this podcast, and, and interviewing others and spreading the word about good things that are going on in basketball, especially women's basketball, girls' basketball, is awesome. So I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing and the uplift that you're giving. Um, second, I think the last thing to say about my, my media training program is that it's for all sports. Um, it's for males and females, and it's for all sports. Um, the coolest story I've had so far has been um, a dad who reached out to me um, whose son is going into his junior year. Um, wanting to play high-level college basketball, not necessarily getting the looks right now, and asking me, like, what can you do to help us get those looks? And so me saying, okay, well, do you have a highlight tape? Uh, not one that's recent. Okay, well, that's our first thing. I have a videographer on staff. Our first thing is to build you a highlight tape so we can get that out there. Our second thing is to build your social media. So I need you to tweet or retweet something basketball-wise every single day. You have to be active. My third thing is what schools do you want to go to? Okay, if it's X, Y, and Z, then let's send out emails to X, Y, and Z and ask if they have camps or can you go to a workout or can you play pickup? Um, and so I, I think as much as it's media training, I'm also just trying to help people accomplish their dreams. I understand fully um, the gift of playing college basketball. And so uh, I think along with media training and helping athletes handle the spotlight, it's also helping them get to that next level. Uh, and so I'm finding that in some of my services, I'm putting on more so of my um, former college basketball professional athlete advising with the college recruiting process hat as well, um, which is awesome because a lot of these schools, because I broadcast with them, I work with them. I work with their head coaches. I understand what they're looking for. I understand what they want. And so um, I, I'm trying to network and help others in that way. So um, I just want everyone to know that I believe in this business. Um, I believe that it can help. Uh, young athletes accomplish their dreams. Um, and I believe that God has put it on my path to do it. Um, and so I take it that serious. And so it's not about the money. It's not about recognition. It's not about coming on podcasts. It's about me blessing others with the gifts that God has blessed me with. And and that's the way in which I do it. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, uh, uh, we're, we're truly delighted, blessed, fortunate 
uh, all the words above to have you as a guest uh, on the Baseline Talk podcast. Um, we're going to uh, definitely, you know, promote uh, your services. We know it'd be, we know that it would be beneficial to uh, high school and college athletes. We've already, you know, pinged some some college athletes, and we're going to, you know, hit the ground running with some of the high school uh, teams uh, and, and players around here as well. Um, uh, um, Isis, I just want to say that I'm extremely impressed with you, and it's not just a profession, but it's just that you're you're pursuing your dreams, mm-hmm. and and you're being creative and and and, and innovative, and in, in what you're doing, and I feel that you're already a role model for many many young ladies because of that, because we teach our young ladies to follow your dreams, follow your passion, and uh, you're doing just that. So I just just want to continue to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because you're already empowering so many young ladies out there. Well, that means the world to me, Corey. Thank you. Well, uh, base, Baseline Talk listeners, uh, as always, if you like the content that we bring to you, we just ask that you do us a big favor by clicking the like, share, subscribe, and even commenting on the uh, social media platform. But once again, uh, we like to thank our guest, Isis, uh, young Icebox uh, for for being uh, for taking time and, and, and sharing some of her um, some of her ideas with us. Thank you once again. And anything we can do in Dallas, Texas, feel free to reach out to us. I got you. I will. Thank you guys so much. Thank you.